we're here, we're finally here. We made it. <laughs> From Kalani Beach to Bray. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> this is nearly like the swim from Bright the Greystones. So welcome to the Essential Training Podcast. Here we are for episode four, and we're very pleased to welcome Dean from Off Grid. And what I said is I'd let you introduce yourself because okay. what I could say could be very different to what you'll say about yourself. So we just sitting here we have me, Brian Kingston, and my dad Ian Kingston. That's me, Ian Kingston. And we've got myself, Dean Smith, sitting here. We're currently in one of our beautiful treatment rooms. Nice high ceiling, a little bit of airflow in the back, a little bit of greenery in here. We've just spent about the guts of an hour and a half trying to actually connect to a microphone. So for anybody who does do a podcasting, give yourself a little bit of a pat on the back because this is no joke. <laughs> yeah, now we have two microphones. Yeah, fantastic. And uh, top quality, top quality place with Dean top quality man I appreciate that thank you very and, much um, Brian was saying that you can introduce yourself I'd love as you do to give us a sense of where you've come from and how you've come to here um, because what we want to do in our podcast is unveil the story of our guest so that uh, we can learn through listening to their story and connect it to our own yeah look that sounds fantastic um if I will, we'll go for a broad overview because if I was to really dive deep, we'd we wouldn't have enough memory. But um, in terms of who I am, or where where the the humble beginning started is, I suppose it's only really been in the last two to three years where I've really started to unveil where I wanted to move with my career. I've always been somebody who has moved around careers. I've never been committed to one foundational job or career path. I've always tried to move and grow and diversify my own skill set. And that really kind of spearheaded the opportunity for me to open this business was down to my kind of niche skill set. So I've picked up sales training. I've worked in sales environments for a long period of time. I've also worked in construction industry, which gave me an insight into being able to actually do the kind of initial stage one fit out with the business and with having that experience it was an, it enabled me to kind of offset costing so i could spend a little bit more on our marketing budget and also on the actual equipment that we use here so yeah i started i started out my career as a young man 17 years of age progressed through a multitude of different jobs within that period of time trying to figure things out and then decided to leave ireland so i emigrated initially to canada spent two years there loved being abroad and just expanding my horizons and diversifying my friend group which was a huge a huge factor in leaving was seeing how oh we don't all have the same mindset we all don't have the same vision where coming from the environment i grew up in it was like everybody sings from the same hymn sheet and if you're different you're strange so yeah going to an environment where you're communicating with new people and at that time, I was very young. I was 20 years of age. I moved to Calgary with my partner, who I'm luckily still with now to this day. So we've got some beautiful life experiences together. But yeah, a lot of our friend group would have been older than us. So I've always been privileged to be in the presence of people who've had more experience than me and who've given me great insight and opportunities to learn more. So when I came back to Ireland, I again transitioned into a new career path. I started to delve into the environment of sales. I was quite um advantageous and also really enjoyed that process because again it's it's something new it's diverse you're consistently learning and developing your skills within that industry 
And then I decided to move again. And I left for Australia about two and a half years after moving back to Ireland. And at this stage, I was kind of at a crossroads in my life. I didn't really want to continue doing sales. I just felt like, okay, I've, I've spent two years here. The environment that I was in within that sales company was just quite toxic. And I thought, okay, I'm moving to foreign country, beautiful tropical weather. I've always kind of had a keen interest in being creative and doing something with my hands. I know I didn't want to do construction anymore because I'd spent years breaking up my body from that. So I actually just done a full 180. And I remember sitting in a, a barber shop one day and I just looked around the shop and I thought, it's pretty cool. Like everybody in here just seems to be having a good time. Like there's a lot of joking, there's a little bit of banter. And I thought, yeah, I could do this. You know what? That's always the attitude I've had is like, if I put my mind to something and I give it enough passion and, and I pursue it wholeheartedly, I'm, I can master that craft so that's exactly what I did I went and luckily enough I knew the guy who owned the shop they gave me an opportunity to do a crash course uh, it was very intensive one to one and I went to Australia and I used the gift of this thing that's kind of at the bottom of my face here the gab so I just blagged my way into a shop they were like oh have you ever have you ever got much experience yeah of course I worked in Ireland as a barber for the last two years you know and I just winged it and luckily enough I just the stars aligned and I, I got in with a with a great crowd and the guy I worked for over there was very young, successful entrepreneur. Early 30s, had four or five different successful businesses. And that was really the, the shift when I started to surround myself with people who were really progressing in life. And it almost felt like this guy bent reality to his own will. Everything he said he was going to do, it was just done. It was like he had this burning desire to achieve whatever he wanted and it and once he put his mind to it, the success was there. So I spent a lot more time with him and a couple of other individuals within Australia who were also kind of carving out their own destiny. And I knew moving back to Ireland, barbering was always something that I had pursued over there in order to put myself in those situations. It was a fantastic networking opportunity. It taught me how to hold an open and honest conversation with somebody for a prolonged period of time. And then also had to make people feel good, which was a huge asset to what we were doing, you know. So there's, there's nothing better than being able to change somebody's image and have them leaving feeling like a better person. So coming back to Ireland, I'd always had a vested interest in health and well-being. There was something that was it was a vital part of my lifestyle. And when I came back to Ireland, it was at the butt end of COVID. Things were a little bit clouded and I didn't really know if I wanted to go in the direction of continue with the barber industry or whether I wanted to move off into something different. And funny enough, at the time, I was really being swayed by everybody else's opinion. So I actually opened up a small barbershop initially when I first returned to Ireland. And I knew within the first couple of weeks, I was like, I've made a mistake here. And that was really the first time that I had to, I had had responsibility, like major responsibility. And I needed to make a mature decision. It was like, okay, do I decide to stay here? Do I decide to bite down and bear and grit this or do I decide to make a positive change and that decision was actually made for me I remember being in the barbershop one day and uh, at the time I was driving a motorbike and I had a parked outside of the shop window and the area of the shop was not the most pleasant of places if I'm honest but um, I was in the middle of cutting a guy's hair and I just looked through the, through the mirror and I see these two guys trying to lift the bike in the middle of the day and I was just like, what is going on here? And I, I obviously left the shop and confronted them and um, moved from verbal to physical. And 
yeah, only luckily enough that there was two other guys in the barbershop that kind of came rolling out the doors with me, that would have been a whole different situation. And I just thought in that moment, okay, I'm putting my life at risk here for for what? You know, like for the sake of a, like a motorbike and also in the environment that I'm in, it's always going to be this way. So I just thought, no, this is the sign I need to kind of take a hiatus from this. So I cut the lease. I lost some money. It was an invaluable lesson. The money that I did lose was like, I would do it 10 times over and I would do it for double the money again um, because it brought me to this. I knew I wanted to make an impact on people's lives and it kind of gave me that full level of commitment that I needed for this because I had one foot out the door and one foot in the door with the barbering industry. And yeah, I made the right decision and I was lucky enough that this thing kind of landed on my doorstep. Now, well, I suppose it didn't land. I had to go out and, and void it. Could you explain what this thing is? Yeah, absolutely. So we're currently sitting in off-grid recovery and wellness on the main street in Bray. We are a full holistic wellness center. We cover all aspects of physical, mental, spiritual, and emotional health. Um, so the building itself is beautiful. It's quite a tranquil space. It's about 220 square meters stretched over two floors. And we've got 14 individual treatment rooms. So some of those treatment rooms house completely different physical and spiritual and emotional modalities. So when we initially launched the business, the focus was around saunas and ice baths was contrast therapy was inducing the body into an environment of heat stress and then cold stress for a prolonged period of time to bring about physical and a mental stimulation. And off the back of that, the business really started to grow and develop and don't get me wrong, it didn't come without its hardships, but it's really been a discovery process. So we've been here for just over 18 months now and through the initial stages of the kind of induction of the business, it's been two years we've been an incorporated company. And yeah, it's been a it's been a beautiful experience and it's come with its, up, its ups and downs, but like most things, you know, if you're trying to create something, you have to be willing to ebb and flow. You have to be willing to enjoy the view when you're at the peak and then also enjoy getting out of the valley you know so it's yeah it's been a beautiful beautiful process to get to this point and if i'm honest i feel like this is just the tip of the iceberg you know I've, I've only really started to come into myself as a entrepreneur i say entrepreneur now because when i started the business out i was a business owner what i didn't really understand what the essence of an entrepreneur was and what it would take for me to get to this point in my own self in my level of confidence to run the business and the potential to grow the business so now i'm starting to see that vision become clearer as i align myself with the company's visions you know so what would you say that gap is the gap between being someone who has a vision for a business and as you described being a business owner i know seeing yourself as an entrepreneur what's what's the difference yeah well i would say that it's it's been a natural pro- progression for me and how that came about was initially when i started the business i'm young enough individual I'm, I'm 29 years of age and i think as a young male you're always battling with the ego so initially when i was setting up the business the i was so i was bursting at the seams to tell everybody and the joy that it was bringing me but eventually i didn't understand that all of that kind of ambition was starting to materialize into egotistical tendencies and then once the business did launch my own initial thought process was like, oh, this is going to take off like a rocket ship. Sure, why wouldn't it? You know, like I've been possessed by this notion for the guts of nine months here and now we're finally about to open the doors, not considering the fact that there's so much more that goes into the back end of that. Um, When things didn't go that way in the first year of business, 
I was still learning to develop and mature myself. So I wasn't able to cope with the stress. So with that, I was leaning into different crutches. You know, I was using alcohol as a crutch for escapism. I was trying to cloud my own judgment or run away from myself as opposed to having those very deep and honest conversations about the direction of the business. And then also that transition from business owner to entrepreneur for me was about living my life in accordance with the values and the principles of the business. So we're a full health and well-being space that's designed to cater for people who want to look after themselves, you know, whether it be physical or mental. And what was happening was it was such a cliche because once I launched a business, it was the first time in a period of maybe 10 or 15 years that I wasn't actually looking after myself. I wasn't doing that work for me. I was giving it to everybody else and I was destroying myself. So it really was a coming of age when I decided like, okay, if I want this business to be successful, I need to value myself as an individual. And it was learning that as a business owner, you are the business. You are the essence of the, you're the face of the business, whether you're engaged with the, being the face of the business or not. Being an entrepreneur is understanding that you're two different people. You can switch off and you can split yourself from the business. When you go to work and you put on your business hat as an entrepreneur, you're there to get shit done. You're not just there to be there. And then when I leave, I've learned to separate myself from the business. So it's being able to split myself so that when I go home, if I have a bad day at work, that bad day doesn't follow me home because that's not me. So understanding that if there's a day in business where financially the business doesn't perform in the way I would like it to, is that a shit day for me personally? No, because I'm a completely separate entity from business. So that took a long, long time to understand. And when I did start to understand that was when things started to progressively get better because then I decided, okay, in order for the business to work and in order for me to feel good, I need to embody what I'm trying to create here. So I first need to look after my physical health because on the grand scale of things, that was what we do on the surface level. We look after people's physical health. We allow them to relieve stress and relieve tension from the body, aches and pains. So in order for me to be able to make sure that I am progressing as an entrepreneur, I need to embody those assets. So the physical health was a huge thing. I had gained a ton of weight since launching the business. And now looking at things in the last six months, I've completely taken a 180 on, on that. I'm back training multiple times a day. I'm training multiple times a week. I've transitioned to go and actually do things outside of the business that only bring more value to the business. So there back in April, I went and spent just over two and a half weeks in Spain doing a yoga teacher training, which is something I've always been passionate about. We've got a fully fledged yoga studio here. And it was like, okay, yoga is something I'm passionate about in the initial stages when I, when we kicked off the studio, this was, this was where the cliches kept coming in. And I was like, something has to change. I was like welcoming people in to the studio when they were going for a class. And then it's like, oh yeah, enjoy, have a good time. And I'd be sitting at a reception working away and be like, what the fuck? I just opened a yoga studio and I can't even go do a class, you know? So it was such a cliche and, it was getting to the point where I was like, no, I need to take back my time for me. And then that value transferred over onto the business. So I get to teach in my own space, which is such an honor. And I've been lucky enough to build some great connections who've helped me to continue to grow and given me opportunities to teach elsewhere also. So that's really been the kind of the essence of the business growing and me developing as an entrepreneur has been 
taking back more time for me and understanding that I'm not the business. I am my own personal entity. Well, it's interesting what you say there because I'm curious, Dad, how you've done that over the years in terms of separating yourself from the business because, you know, we have essential training, but effectively it's you. That's the business. Do you know what I mean? It's you. You're the product. It's the space you create, the questions you ask. It's the the special kind of what you give people is is and I wonder when you go home how do you separate yourself from that both financially or the conversations you've had with people that day what they might have shared with you it's really interesting listening to Dean that you are um, you're separate from the business and yet as you described being more integrated into the business more integrated into yourself the business becomes part of you as well what am i saying when i'm saying that so you were saying you weren't getting time to yoga or not yoga you weren't getting time to properly feed yourself oh absolutely right when you did that that then becomes part of the business in itself because people coming to see you people are meeting you through yoga people are meeting you at the front desk they're seeing a healthy specimen they're meeting you swimming as we swam with you this morning um so you're you you become you live it to be it yes you live it you breathe it you become it but you also are able to that's what defines you then is be your own separate person absolutely yeah so it's 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 a weird paradox like isn't it yeah and it's i think you described it perfectly like the more integrated i've become with the business the more I've taken back my own individual self and my own identity outside of the business. And it's almost like when I fully invested in the business, it started to repay me because there would have been tendencies for me to go back abroad, which was a huge, a huge, huge struggle. And it was a very dark cloud that hung over me for a very long period of time. And yeah, the running in the business wasn't easy. Um, Again, like I mentioned, there was initial stages I thought, okay, like this, the inevitability, the inevitability of this is that it can't fail, you mm. know, because, and I think sometimes you have to have that undeniable faith in your own success. But where my downfall was, I had that undeniable faith, but I wasn't actually doing the work outside of just being here and working in the business. I'd be working in the business and then I would actually leave and outside of that, I wouldn't be working on the business. I wouldn't be finding time to, network or again like that go for a swim or go and enjoy what the the passions that i had outside of this because it became started to slowly fuse into my identity the business so even what i noticed was like during interaction with friends or family people would always in the initial stages always ask how's the business and at the start you're, you're happy to continue talking about it but when things aren't going in your way or, and the tides are shifting a little bit and people keep asking, oh, how's the business? How, how's the business? Are, are you doing well, you know, or is the business doing well? You start to become like, am I just a business? Like nobody's asking how I'm doing, you know, how how am I coping? How am I managing? And that was something I really struggled with for a period of time. So to be able to then start to openly discuss how I'm feeling outside of the business and kind of build that framework for myself has allowed me to progress mm-hmm. because like I say, it's, if the business has a bad day, that doesn't inevitably lead to me having a bad day. And vice versa, if the business has a great day, it also 
doesn't uplift me to the point where I feel like, oh my God, my day is fantastic because things are working well here. Because again, that only leads to you peaking and then dropping, you know. So you're going with the constant highs or lows of business in your own personal life. But yeah, I would say in 18 months, I went through some incredible, incredible struggles that a lot of people that work for themselves would have had to face. And also in those periods of time, instead of congratulating myself and actually endorsing myself, I was beating myself up. So, like what? Struggles like what? So for example, when when I opened the business, I was living in Bray and my circumstances were very low in terms of overheads. I was lucky enough that I had been renting a family-owned home and I also didn't have any major overheads in terms of car insurance. I was living... 248 steps from the front door <laughs> that's how that's how much i was like wow this is literally i, I remember counting one day and i was like I, I live 248 steps away from work that's crazy but it was one of those things where again because i was living in that environment i couldn't separate myself from work but i was blessed to be able to do that in the initial stages where i kept my own overheads low so that i could focus on the business i didn't need to take a large fixed income to be able to grow but then circumstances changed. The house went up for sale. I needed to, I, I was hit during the market when things were at their absolute worst. I essentially had two options like, okay, take this property where now your overheads are going to probably go up by about 150%. And then you're looking at the car and then you're looking at the insurance and the tax and all of those other things are going to come into play or go and live at home again, you know, with, with my mother. And that just wasn't really an option at this stage of my life I was like no I can't revert here I need to really move forward in hindsight that probably would have been the better idea but it's like you're thinking okay I need my own space I've lived alone for almost 10 years now it's going to be very hard for me to revert to that and that's a battle in itself that you can only be described after you've experienced it so I ended up having to take up a full-time position while running the business so we had a part-time staff member I was running the business and then I also had to take up a full-time role. Um, now, luckily enough, I got a job in a, I got a, a fantastic job with a, an American crowd Squarespace and they're a software and development company. So they run a scheduling software, they build websites and it was really kind of in line with our business because it allowed me to understand the scheduling software and how that worked and also how holistic businesses were performing and where we could better focus our efforts and then also the marketing side and the, the visual side of things for websites. So it really kind of fell in line. And the great thing about that business was that they were so, they were such advocates for you being a business owner. It was something I never had to hide. I never had to go in there and lie about who I was. And that allowed me to become a lot more open as an individual because I thought, oh, I feel, I feel protected here. I feel safe. I'm able to say that, yeah, I do have a business. And it was those kind of, I was in that business for nearly nine months. So I had grown and developed and the business continued to grow slowly but surely. And it was like that trial, pivot, error, trial, pivot, error. And until we got to a point where things started to refine and I started to see more opportunities in the industry and how we could scale and grow and develop. But throughout that process, I was slowly deteriorating because I was putting, I was working in that, for that company for 45 hours a week. And I was also working here six days a week. And at juggling the two of them at the same time it was only when i really decided like okay i've got two options here it's like i can slowly watch the business diminish because i'm not all in 
and it's only ever going to be what I give it. So is it ever is it just going to be a side project where okay we can have one staff member or two staff members here and I can look at this as like a potential opportunity in a few years to sell it or do I want to be fully invested in it and again touching back on that dark cloud that was hanging over me throughout this whole process was again moving abroad so I had gone back to working full-time to gain financial independence outside the business so that the business could continue to grow because my overheads had increased and then also watching the climate in Ireland change crumble whatever you want to call it being in this age category it was like okay what am i going to do am i going to live abroad again where i can again go over there and seek out fantastic opportunities because i've built a fantastic network and once that decision was off the table because of the visa situation i had an opportunity to go back for one year and i just thought no i've developed i've put so much into this and my own personal development that i'm not willing to give that up for one year if we had have had the opportunity to go back on a five-year visa which is a 190 visa depending on uh, your skill set, which if you are a skilled tradesperson or you are qualified HR development, whatever it may be, you're on a skill shortage list and the opportunity is there. So my partner had that opportunity and I could have been de facto. But once we went through the visa assessment process, they kind of gave us the insight as to like, look, the potential here is that you're not going to get the visa. So you're going to spend an awful lot of money and you're not going to get what you're after. So it was like once that was removed, that dark cloud that had been hanging over me was just gone. And that same day, so that happened on a Monday morning. It was like half six in the morning. We were speaking to somebody in Australia and we had the conversation. They said, look, we wouldn't pursue this application any further because you're going to lose a lot of money here and you're probably not going to get the visa. And it was almost like, because that decision had been made for me, almost like the two guys trying to steal the bike that time. It was like, once it was out of my hands, I was fully committed to the next step. And that next step was coming to work on the Monday morning. I logged on and I just said, look, I've got some news. I quit. <laughs> it was like, and it just felt incredible. You know, I gave them the, like, I gave them a week's notice. They were like, no, like you're, like, you're obligated to do a month. And I was like, look, I completely understand your standpoint in the situation, but I've, done, I've been working like 95 to 100 plus hours per week for the last nine months. There's nobody going to tell me that I got to stay here. If you don't pay me, I really don't care. I'm not doing this for... Uh, for any kind of like to try create a negative environment but you have to understand where i'm coming from here i'm all in with this and that decision has now been made so from that point now i've been self-employed within the business as an employee for the last two months now full-time and the business has just continued to go from strength to strength to strength because i've learned to become an individual again outside of the business and i hold myself accountable I'm really having those those conversations, you know. If I go to work on a Monday and I say I'm going to get a list of 10 things done, if I leave and I didn't get that list of 10 things done, I'm having a conversation with myself. Like, what what actually were you doing during that period of time? Like, was were you working or were you listening to the ego saying, oh, like, don't worry about it. You can come back here tomorrow because that's the hardest part, in my opinion, is the self-management, you know. Everybody wants to live life as an entrepreneur and create their own destiny. But very few actually understand the effort and workload that goes into being accountable towards yourself and being able to manage yourself. Oftentimes, it's quite nice to be able to just decide, okay, you know what? I'm going to go grab a coffee here now. But the more you do that, the more stimulus that you create for just in every awkward situation or every tense situation or every busy period that you're going to have, you can decide, oh, I'm just going to clock off and have a coffee. 
it's in those situations where you need to bite down and move forward as opposed to just deciding ah, I can opt out here. So those are the conversations that I've learned to be able to have with myself. And they're difficult, you know, don't get me wrong, but they've made me a better individual in work and outside of work. I'm a better communicator with my partner. I'm a better communicator with myself. I'm not treating myself as I did when I was in that kind of initial stage of having to take on a full-time job. I was framing myself in my mind as a failure because I had to go back to work in order to be able to support myself because the business hadn't got to that point yet. When in reality, when I look back on it now, I'm able to hold that as a merit to the fact that I was so willing to make this business work that I was willing to do 100 plus hours a week. I was willing to stick my tail between my legs and go back to full-time employment. And all of those things have only benefited me. Is it something that I would do again? In a fucking heartbeat. Because this is my destiny you know this is this passion it just oozes from me i want to help people i want people to feel good i want to create an environment where you can just let go of everything you know this place is designed for people to come and just relinquish the stress of the day just let go of whatever you've been carrying around have an hour for yourself you know we don't often take time for ourselves to just disconnect from society and that's really where the name comes from off grid is a it's an opportunity to connect back to self it's just to let go of the hustle and bustle of everyday life and really kind of take time for yourself. It's all you have, you know? And we tend to often get hung up on the fact that what's happened to us in the past or what's potentially going to happen to us in, in the future and we get stuck in the trap of not understanding that all we actually have is the present moment. So it's being being kind to yourself in the present is actually understanding, like, tuning into how does my body feel? Have I had a long and stressful day? Um should I actually be going and doing something that's beneficial for my body in this moment in time? That's being present. It's actually tuning into how you feel in this moment in time and showing gratitude towards yourself for being present because it's a very hard thing to do, you know, we're constantly having our attention stolen by social media. We live in a world where now information is faster than everything is faster than ever, you know? We're almost getting hung up on the fact that we don't get clothes delivered in one day. Like, because, sure, next day delivery is, like, what? They don't do next day delivery, you know? Like less than 50 years ago, people were dropping your stuff off on horse and carriage. And that's just really the essence of what it is. We've developed and progressed so much as a civilization that we're speeding up and we're not slowing down. And we really need to be slowing down and just connecting back to ourselves. So having something like this for me is about creating a positive wave of change that people can actually come to an environment that covers all essence of well-being. It's not just going for massage. We cater for men's groups here, so we have a very powerful experience where people come in. I'm blessed to be part of a collective called Blue Balls Ireland, and it's an it's a, a collective that came together through the benefits of cold water swimming, and it's for men to be able to kind of let the guard down a little bit. We've created a safe space here where men come once a month to a monthly meetup, and it's a form of group therapy. You know, you you hear some beautiful, beautiful, powerful, moving stories there, and it puts things into perspective. And it allows you to become a better communicator in those environments and in your own home environment and with yourself. You know, you like the, there's a beautiful saying, a problem shared is a problem halved. And it rings so true. If you're sharing a problem with 20 to 25 other men in a space where they're also sharing their problems, it gives you a little bit of perspective as to the fact that, oh, well, I'm actually not alone here. So having stuff like that kind of taps into the spiritual and emotional self and then also having the ability to cater for yoga and fitness and then health with the saunas. Like, we're just helping people on, on all levels. 
so yeah, I feel blessed, you know, I, I truly do feel blessed to be able to live this lifestyle and I wake up every morning and I'm humbled and I will continue to be humbled and the more humble I become and the more blessed I feel, the more I feel things will move towards me because I'm open to these opportunities. Whereas when I had one foot out the door and when that dark cloud was hanging over me, when I didn't know if I was making the right decisions, the fact that I stuck it out and I'm sitting where I'm sitting today, the, the gratitude that I have for my own willpower now is just incredible. When you say you wake up and you're humbled, what do you mean? I'm humbled to live this life. Like, um, just for example, this morning, I got up at five o'clock. I went, I trained. There's a fantastic training facility like just around the corner from where I live I had a fantastic class great community there got to have some great conversations I had a coffee in the coffee shop right next door I then went home I played with the dog for a little bit I left I got met you guys on Cliney Beach we went for a swim I came to work I opened up I met a couple of great people came in for some saunas just some a bit of time back for themselves we're now sitting in one of the treatment rooms having a little bit of a podcast after this we're going to go shoe like uh, some content for essential training on the Sugarloaf Mountain. I'm going to come back here for a couple of hours and then I'm going to go home and spend the evening with my partner. And throughout that, not one iota of that feels like work. Mm. It feels like, wow, things are... It's not that things are working for me. It's like I'm making things work for me. I'm bending reality to yeah. my desire. And that's a humbling experience, you know? Like there's a lot of people out there who who have dreams and they may be in entrepreneurship, they may be in business or they may be in, in so many different things, but they're, they're stuck in that space between they and they've, they've been stuck in that space because of it, the society we live in, you know? So like, again, we live in a society that decides that your merit or your, your class is decided by your wealth, you know? And really what do you define as wealth? For me, wealth is again, being able to wake up in the morning and being able to have full use of my body. That to me is is wealth eternally. And understanding that I can now come to work in my working environment is designed to help people. It's designed to make people feel better. We're covering physical and emotional modalities that are beneficial to people's well-being. So when people come here and they leave a different person, that's what humbles me is like that you've chosen to spend your time and money in this environment to make you a better version of you and it allows me to live a life that's in accordance with my values so as i listen to you um you talk a lot about environment so give me a sense of how you've chosen your environment and the environment you've come from versus the environment you know is there a difference absolutely so how i've come to choose this environment and this really ties back into the business's values versus my own values and how when things weren't working it was because i was pulling from my past experiences so i'm originally from tala um grew up i, I wouldn't say I, w- I would say grew up on the breadline like striving to to live week to week and i was lucky in the sense that once every two or three years maybe my uncle is a very successful entrepreneur lives in the states and we used to fly out to florida and it was like getting to to touch the life of a millionaire for like a week every two or three years and that really gave me the spur at a young age to always be passionate about business i seen what this guy had and i was like 
I'm never going to have that working in this environment that I'm that looking at my parents living on the breadline I was like okay you have this option and you have this option so growing up in that environment there wasn't a lot of there wasn't a lot of money for extracurricular activities in a sense and then there also wasn't a lot of resources in those environments because you're not being given like the likes of talent is really shut off and it's kind of underdeveloped because again product of your environment a lot of the people there are in that environment they they tend to look towards the older demographics so for me growing up like the older kids that were in my environment like they were spending time in rob cars like they're drinking at a very young age like you are a product of that environment so you start to see that and you think that this is how everybody acts so you start to act accordingly you know and if again if you kind of break away from that at a young age you're excellent you're you're strange you're weird like it's just a very toxic environment to be in so coming out of that space again i was lucky in the sense that i did travel at a young age i, I left ireland at 20 years of age and that really opened my eyes to what it was to be an adult to really be a mature individual where uh, saying that you have no money is also saying that like okay i have enough money and i gotta pay for my rent and i gotta pay for food and i've got these bills coming out so i'm not going to go out and party all weekend and then off the back end of that is like when i wasn't living in accordance with the values that i created for the business which was always tailored around health and well-being i was using alcohol as, and cannabis as a crutch for escapism so when i had a stressful day at work and i was bringing that home and this is where things would lead to a toxic environment is i'm carrying that with me i'm consistently being controlled by that stress and then i'm coming home i'm leaning into alcohol and cannabis and i don't want to even communicate with my partner so all of those things were just complete negative drawbacks on the life that i was trying to create for myself so i made a conscious decision to give up cannabis and alcohol at the end of last year and i'm now six months without either and i've never felt better never because now i've decided to really wholeheartedly embody those values health well-being whether it be my spiritual my physical my mental or emotional i make sure that i am in line with all of those things and the beauty of that is when you slip out of line with one of those things having focused on the other three it starts to gradually come back in you notice it within a very short period of time so for me how can i be asking people to come and spend their money here and look after themselves in this environment when i wasn't looking after myself and i'm supposed to be operating the ship i'm supposed to be steering the direction that the business goes in so yeah creating a healthy environment it's again about realizing that where you're making those mistakes and being open and honest with yourself there was opportunities that were ample to me within the first year of business and i snubbed them through hindsight is because that i wasn't open to those opportunities so because i was shut off to those things and i wasn't actually living in accordance with that those opportunities completely passed me by whereas now i'm consistently focused on spotting an opportunity or a trend in the market and also doing the networking i've got i've got more time to be able to connect with people and grow my understanding and passion ignites fire you know when you're in a room with somebody who's passionate about what they do and you're passionate about what you do it just it creates such a beautiful in-depth conversation and these are some fantastic conversations i've had with brian in the past is like he drops in here for for, for sauna and bath and he leaves two and a half three hours later 
it's like because we're just on this transient conversation about life and about passion and about pursuit and those are the things that that fuel me now it's not me looking to run away from myself because i know that there's a workload that i need to get done or that there's things that need to be done that i'm just not willing to do in that moment in time so yeah creating a healthy environment is also as much mental as it is physical and you spend all your time in the headspace Mm. so you really need to focus on making a healthy one and that's what i had done i kind of unraveled myself and then i had to re-ravel myself so fantastic where do you see all this bringing you to you know i really feel like at the moment things in the in the health and wellness industry in ireland are only starting to unfold and develop and i'm very lucky to probably say that we are the only private sauna and well-being center in the country we are the only we're the only company that offer contrast therapy for an individual within the island of ireland and uh, knowing that looking at the australian market and the american market that this is only continues to grow and develop for me it's at the moment it's about refining what we have here making sure that we're providing as much value to our clientele base as possible and making sure that it consistently stays at that level whether it be cleanliness whether it be constantly developing um re uh, reinvesting in new products within this market to help people on their journey i eventually see myself splitting from the business in terms of being able to grow my own personal brand um, i'm passionate about being a creative and i really enjoy i enjoy the microphone enjoy the microphone a lot it doesn't it doesn't bother me at all yeah you two are just sitting here like paperweights and i'm just on the go the whole time and yeah you'll never have an issue with that but also um like that i'm pursuing a career outside of outside of the the business with yoga as well so i'm moving into a corporate setting so i would like to to move into more corporate consultancy in terms of like holistic business management and then also coaching for holistic practitioners as i continue to develop and grow and refine our business model and then eventually i can see myself i'm gonna call it a compound it's not even going to be like a, a building it's going to be a compound i really feel like we can i can take this to a completely new level i always um i'm blessed to have this space this space is a f- it's beautiful and i was so lucky that when we started out it was a plug and play like the vast majority of the space was already fitted out all of the treatment rooms were in place we had some construction to do internally and design work and stuff like that but the next one of these i do it will be core and shell because whatever is in my mind that vision that i have it's not going to be i can't create that when i have to conform to the shape of the building that's already here so for me i have this burning desire to have an empty space and it's just going to flow from my mind so i see that in the next three to four years is where i really want to kind of push towards having that but also as i continue to develop and grow the business i've now been able to free up more time and i've been able to bring in more staff which gives me opportunities to now seek out passions that are in alignment with the business but they're my own personal passions so videography photography content creation it benefits the business but it also benefits me because i'm now fueling the creative side of me and i feel like i lost a little bit of that once i set the business up because my own personal identity and the business's identity became mixed together so my creative process was always focused on the business but now it's focused on me and i'm performing at my best when i'm i'm greedy you know I, i'm a legitimate greedy person i'm greedy with my time but i'm also greedy with my well-being you know 
it, it takes precedent over everything. So, again, like in those environments where, hey, do you want to go to the pub and have a couple of drinks? If you had asked me that nine months ago, I'd have been the first one on the sea. You asked me that today, I'm focused on looking after myself internally and externally. So that's probably going to be a no, you know? And sometimes I might actually be a yeah. I might say, yeah, do you know what? I will join you guys. And then I have this fantastic opportunity to say, okay, look, I had some healthy communication here. We had a little bit of banter. We had a little bit of laugh. I've got other things that I want to do this evening. So I'm going to gracefully bow out. And having that mutual respect for yourself, to put yourself in those environments, you don't just have to cut yourself off from people because they're not creating the stimulus that you want. You can still go and enjoy those moments, but then also having the insight to say, okay, I want to also pursue this this evening. And you can leave, you know. There's no point in exiling yourself just for a better form of well-being, you know. And that's what I've learned as well is like my friends have become much more supportive as I've started to progress in my life with this and also with relinquishing the alcohol it can be a, an awkward conversation sometimes but the more you i'm seeing this huge tidal wave this sh- complete shift in people within that demographic that 25 to kind of 35 years of age that are walking away from alcohol in troves and the more people you speak to the more it starts to instill that kind of mindset in you and you're thinking oh wow well, maybe maybe i should kind of like have a little devil uh, delve into this and see how how this goes for me and what i've noticed is that my results was performance has just continuously grown i'm more motivated my energy levels are up my insight is there i'm more compassionate towards myself my relationship has gotten better my communication skills have gotten better there hasn't been one single thing that i can pinpoint to say oh that's worse because i don't have alcohol in the situation i go out i have, <laughs> I have such a good time with my friends and then I leave and I wake up the next morning and I, f- I feel as good as I did yesterday, you know. I'm not nursing a hangover. I'm not making uh, like silly decisions and I'm also not anxious the next day. I'm not waking up and feeling like, oh, well, what did I say last night? Or what happened in that environment? Or should I have been there? None of that. I'm conscious. I'm aware. And I'm, I'm glad that I made this decision. It's been probably one of the best decisions I've ever made in my entire life. So I've, I'm gonna, I've committed to one year on this. I'm already past the six-month mark and I'm kind of thinking in my mind at the moment, oh, well, like, I don't think I'll ever go back to this, you know. I might toast a whiskey at a at a wedding or in an engagement or the, the birth of a child or but whatever, but no, there, there's no way I will ever drink to get drunk again. Wow. Well, the word I hear there is integration when I hear that because I can relate to... The story of stepping stepping away from the environment that you grew up in, the environment that was easy to be in, and then kind of coming full circle where some of those friends that I've been friends with for all my life are my closest friends. And in me accepting myself more as being a bit different and wanting to do different things, to give an example, leaving a rugby player environment to go do yoga or go do... Uh, a men's circle or a weekend wellness retreat me being more okay with that i'm actually closer to my friends from that environment because i'm more accepting of it but i remember at the beginning it almost had to be black or white it had to be i thought it had to i had to run a million miles to go do spoken word poetry to go travel latin america because i needed to escape from that version of myself and now 
that word integration is what I'm hearing with you. I love to hear that you can still go and hang out with those mates and they're still your closest mates. And I'm finding the same thing as well. They're actually being more supportive of me than they ever were because I have less judgment for them as well because I realize we're all on our own journey figuring ourselves out and there's no higher, lower, further behind. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a real freeing realization to have. Absolutely. I think um, you really touched on that nicely there when you said like we're all on our own journey and oftentimes like we are we are so self-centered where we are the the master of our own universe and i think sometimes we tend to drift away from the fact that people are so fixated on themselves that we're just a passerby we're filler in their story you know and we sometimes get hung up on what we say to others and then also like you wake you might go out for a couple of drinks the cloak comes off a little bit, the guard is down, the liquid confidence is in there, you say something, and then it eats you up the whole next day, and I've seen it, I've, countless times it's happened to me, and in reality, like, that other individual, that just went straight over their head, you know, and we tend to think in those environments of anxiety, like, oh, like, what about, I said this, and that person might have interpreted it this way, it's like, people don't really give a shit about you, we're all so focused on ourselves, you know, that, most of the stuff that people say to each other it just kind of falls by the wayside because a lot of people are internally rotated you know they're they're having a conversation with somebody but they're thinking about what's gone on in the past or what's potentially going on in the future and they're not giving that much value and it's that's something we need really need to understand that in order for us to be the best version of ourselves we have to also understand that everybody else is their own is their own character you know they're player number one in their story and we're just player number two or player number three or four. And the less we get hung up on on the fact that people aren't really that engaged and we're not that important, the more beneficial it is for us. Because again, like that, everybody is on their own journey. So who am I to bash others for them coming to a real, their own realization or for them wanting to go and enjoy alcohol? Like it's not my it's not my mission or it's not my statement to say everybody should give up alcohol. It's what works for you. If you have a healthy balance with it, then go ahead, be my guest. I didn't have a healthy balance. I was using, I'm aware that I was using it for escapism because I didn't want to be in my conscious mind. I didn't want to be alone with my thoughts because they were intrusive and they were destructive. So I was using that to stay out of that space. And when you're using that to stay out of that space and you don't want to be in your conscious mind, that's now moving towards the level of addiction because you're thinking, I need this thing to make me a better version of me so if you're doing that you're having anything outside of you a substance that's outside your body if you're telling yourself oh no i'm doing this because this makes me a better version of me or i like this version of me better then that's where you're coming towards that level of addiction so i needed to pull myself back from that environment but also respect everybody else's journey is everybody else going to have that level of depth perception insight maybe not but again it's not my place to badger or bash people for for not drinking i want to create that positive change where i can go in that environment and i can have a great time and then i know okay look now i'm gonna head off and i'm gonna do this or i'm gonna go spend some time over here because i also want to fill my own cup i want to have those open honest conversations with people that i love and then i want to leave and have my own time you know so it is it's a it's a battle because i think people think it's black and white you know if i i have to either be this or i have to either be this when in reality 
you don't have to be either of those things. You can be in the middle, you know, you can you can find a happy medium. You can still enjoy those passions and things that fueled you when you were younger, but you can dip the toe into other things, you know. Like, for example, men's work can be a big one of those things because for a lot of men, especially women are fantastic communicators. They talk about all their problems. They talk about what's going on in their lives. Men, we have created this stigma around just man up, you know. like, And that phrase thrown around so loosely is like, in reality, manning up to problems is when you can actually be open and healthy about what that problem is and say it outwardly in an environment. It may feel uncomfortable, but that's what manning up to a situation is. It's not bottling up an issue or a problem and just pushing it down and hoping that it goes away. Because what happens in those situations, and any men can probably, that are listening to this, will probably be able to tune into this and, and it'll tap in deeply and resonate, is that oftentimes, like, I'm somebody that likes to live quite a laid-back life. I think of myself as somebody that's quite chilled. So in situations with my partner, when we would have verbal altercations, oftentimes I'd be like, it's grand, whatever. Yeah, look, that's I'll just take it on the chain. Like, yeah, look, whatever. I, I would rather just keep the peace the whole time. But in that same essence, like any issues that I would have had in those environments, instead of bringing them to the surface and actually having an honest conversation, I just push them down. Push it down, push it down, push it down, push it down. And then it's bottled up so tightly that eventually something so silly pops that bottle and it just, it's it goes from one level of intensity to a complete different thing. You lose control of your environment, you lose control of your temper. Something that's so trivial becomes something that's so prolific in your relationship. You like It, it feels like, oh wow, all of this has been in here. And then your partner is almost saying to you like, where's all this coming from? Why did you not tell me any of this? And that's what men do is like, we tend to hold on to so much and then we eventually just let it all go in one time. Whereas in reality, what I'm starting to learn as I grow and develop, outside of that kind of what it is to be a healthy man that's able to communicate, is that I don't have to lose my kill to be able to come to a solution with my partner about a problem that we might have in our relationship. If we sit down and we stick to the task at hand, because oftentimes that's where things get a little bit skewed, as we start out at one thing, and it ends up being a completely different thing is being able to dive yourself back in from that issue and ha- okay we're, we're losing track of what we were on here let's pull that back and let's keep the conversation open and honest and sometimes you need to hear it from, from both sides in order to be able to come to a resolution and get over that Brilliant. so I'm only starting to really understand what that is and that comes from the men's work and I would have been one of those people who's like no way you wouldn't catch me at that you wouldn't catch me going to one of those things and it's only because I'm starting to say, no, like I need to grow and learn and develop as a human being. How can I do that? What What is your form of therapy? Do you think like I can get, I can go and sit with a therapist or is your form of therapy like going in and playing football and training Thursdays and Fridays and having a match on a Saturday or is it going to a men's group? Whatever it is, have an open, honest and healthy conversation. Don't just keep it at the surface level because the more you let out, the more you'll start to understand that people resonate with you because we're all going through our, our own struggles but nine times out of ten it's a very similar struggle we all are so vividly unique but the struggles we face nine times out of ten will almost be identical and what i'm finding by being in men's groups and the one the other night in mind which is in bray on albert walk was i get unbelievable perspective because i hear what someone else is going through and it's complete it could be also completely different to what i'm going through and make me feel like i'm lucky for my situation and it's funny because i tell the exact same story of what's going on for me 
and they feel the same way going jesus i have a good in my situation so um that's and and one of the guys in the group said that the other night as well he's just like i get great perspective and both at blue balls ireland and this group in mind the other night i walked away buzzing with just a new perspective on my own situation going yeah i have gone through a breakup i am back living at home my parents but like i have an unbelievable platform here and a trampoline to jump off and actually a clean slate and it's really exciting and i can make this what i can whereas before i would have been beating myself up for it was and that was through those and and for me what it opened up my mind was oh i didn't necessarily have to be sitting across from a therapist to have those realizations i could be in environments like that to get those realizations so it it showed me there's different ways there's different ways to skin a cat which is a terrible phrase because we love cats but (laughs) (laughs) but it is really you you we tend to tell we tend to tell our story as if it's who we are you know we're we're creatures of habit you know and a lot of times our stories are us we we embody them and it's very hard to make a shift outside of that story when you've been telling it for such a long period of time you know like there's a great saying like my father was an alcoholic so that's why I drink and my father was an alcoholic so that's why I don't drink you know and oftentimes we we directly correlate a lot of these stories to traumas we face as children and like Gabriel Mate is fantastic for analyzing that and and allowing for you to understand that a lot of the inherent features that you have as an individual they stem from your childhood but it's now, now as an adult bringing that recognition towards yourself that you are not that person allow yourself to step outside of the story that you tell yourself on a consistent basis and what i find is that alcohol as a substance it uh, when it's taken in a very large quantity it uh, it really kind of accentuates that story so people will oftentimes open up to the extreme when that's involved but then everything that story just becomes dormant again because now that the alcohol is gone it's like the shame, the guilt for me telling this out loud. I mean, and then add fuel to the fire with cocaine because oh, yes. that's when people really open up and really go there. And then the next morning, it's all doubled as well. The shame and the guilt and everything like that. On top of the come down. Exactly, yeah. Lads, you're carrying and covering so much stuff here. There's, a, there's about 10 podcasts in this. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Being, you're an incredible young man. Um, I appreciate that. And uh, thanks for sharing the story so far. Um, I feel we've only touched on parts of your story as well. Absolutely. Um, if you're talking to someone now starting a business, someone thinking of a business, someone thinking of a change, what's the one thing you'd say to them? If I'm honest, I would say look everybody has passion you know and we all think that our passion can transfer into monetary value and that's always that's that's going to be the dream for a lot of people is to really be honest with yourself and again listen to your own intuition before you start to listen to everybody else but also take advice from other people who are in a position that you want to be in so to start out i would focus on actually having a mentor having and not just having somebody who is in your family or in your friend group or somebody that you know that runs a successful business, go out and pay a mentor. Pay for that experience because it's invaluable that you have somebody that can help coach you to the aspirations that you have and is going to be able to tell you, look, here's what's cost me 
potentially tens if not hundreds of thousands of euro to understand over the last 10 or 15 or 20 years of being a mentor because again what i've noticed is like in the initial stages there's a lot of failure there's a lot of redirection and if you're not equipped to handle that that's when things get tough that's when you need to really bite down and push forward and there was a few situations when i was initially starting out that i was like i just want out of this i want to tap out here and i was lucky that i persevered and the business has now completely torn the corner and is continuously growing and growing but if i was speaking to myself prior to this i would have said find somebody within your niche that's a professional that's been doing this for a much longer period of time than you and pay for their expertise because the value in being able to have a conversation with somebody who's been in your shoes and who knows the mistakes you're going to make is invaluable why why would you sink so much into doing it yourself when the potential is there for somebody to enlighten you to the fact that oh have you thought about this have you thought about that have you actually looked into that is this a feasible idea where do your passions lie where do your finances lie because those are the real things you know those are those are the things that are really going to slow you down it's fantastic to be in a mindset where you want to create and you want to grow and you have passion to put into it but if you don't understand the other side of the coin then it's a slippery slope and I hit that slope. I hit it hard. And again, I had to pick myself up and go back into full-time employment and I'm out of that now and the business has grown. So if I could have that conversation with myself, I'd say, just get a mentor and don't be thinking that you know everything. It's great to learn and develop and fail and realign yourself, but it's also fantastic to have somebody else there to give you that extra bit of a push. Well, that was absolutely captivating to listen to. And yeah, Dad, as you said, I think there's way more in there. As our good friend and colleague Peter Moan would say, is there's a lot more in that story. And there's a lot more in our stories as well to share. So we'd love to have you on again. I appreciate that. And uh, Part just, two, three, four, five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we'll, do, we'll do a whole series on if we, it. If we could just get you used to using a mic. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just need to get, I need to get warmed up, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's just an absolute pleasure and such a privilege to be in this beautiful space as well. I'm a happy customer of the saunas and the ice baths and i do yoga and pilates here as well and recommend it to loads of friends and just it's been such a pleasure to get to know you over the last six months and i'm excited for more likewise only starting yeah only getting going and um it's my pleasure to be in the space with both of you and to see ian as an individual fantastic you're just a fantastic man and you hold yourself in a very respectful and powerful manner and then also to see brian and to have got to know brian over this period of time We've grown a fantastic friendship, uh, professional and personal friendship. And it's just great to see the character of Brian is really a reflection of yourself and the the mindset and everything that you've instilled to him to become such a fantastic individual. So congratulations, because there's not a lot of men that are like that. So tip your hat to that, because yeah, you've you've developed a fantastic son not taking anything away from brian he's a fantastic man of himself but to see a father and son duo working together in an environment where you both just seem like friends it doesn't seem like a father and son relationship you know that's so inspiring for me to see as well well thanks for that. and there's been a lot of work on that a lot of ups and downs on that so and we'll explore that over the coming uh chats we have through the podcast so uh where can people find you you can find me um, on the Main Street in, in the physical. You can find me on the Main Street in Bray. We're located right next to the McDonald's 51A Main Street. And you can find me on social media. Our tag for Instagram is offgrid.space. 
and Off Grid Recovery and Wellness is our Facebook page. Deadly. So yeah, you can find, me, find us anywhere there. Deadly. And yeah, check out our website, Essential Training. We'll be posting it up there and on uh, Spotify and hopefully everywhere else you get podcasts once we figure all that out. So thanks a million and um, see you next time. My pleasure. Well done, Dean. Well done, Brian. Well, there you have it. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Essential Training Podcast with me, Brian Kingston, and my dad, Ian Kingston. As dad says, hope it brought something up for you and gave you a chance to reflect on your own work and your own life. We'll see you again next Thursday. And as always, we're open to any feedback or suggestions you might have, what you liked about it, what you think could be better, maybe some suggestions for guests, suggestions for topics as well. So thanks a million for listening and we will see you or you'll hear us next week.